0: Hello, and welcome to Travel Loving Moms Podcast. I'm your host, Penny. This podcast is dedicated to moms who have a love for travel and share that love with their children. My guests on the show share their travel stories, advice, and tips with us. You'll hear from moms all around the globe with different travel styles and varying ages of children. If you have a desire to travel with your family and need some inspiration, then this podcast is for you. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, you can go to Travel slash Be a Guest. Travel Loving Moms podcast can be heard on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Check us out on your favorite social media channel at Travel Loving Moms. Without further ado, let's get started on today's podcast. to episode 15. My guest today is a wife and mom to two little girls who she homeschools while living in another country. They are currently stationed in Guatemala City, Guatemala with the foreign services. Today she'll share her tips, advice, and more about transitioning to a new country with kids, homeschooling, and so much more. You can follow her travels on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and her blog. It's Simple, Tender, Joyful. I'd like to welcome my guest, Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Penny. How are you today? I'm doing great. It's so nice to talk with you. Yeah. Would you like to tell us some more about your family and y'all's decision to move to Guatemala, silly? Guatemala City?
1: Sure. Um, so my family, we are a foreign service family, uh, that means that we move abroad every two to three years with my husband's job. Um, he's he's essentially a diplomat. We met, um, oh my gosh, 11 years ago in Sarajevo, Bosnia-Herzegovina. And um, we, we've done, I guess now, it's I lose count. We've been to Bosnia, D.C. He did a tour in Afghanistan while I was in nursing school. And then we went to Bogota, Colombia, where we had our first daughter. And then we went back to Boston, where we had our second daughter, and then now we're here in Guatemala. Now, where are y'all
0: originally from?
1: So he grew up in L.A., um, but I was a Navy brat. So this lifestyle is nothing new for me. I've been moving my entire life. Um, and it's just great. We, I, For a while there, I thought I wanted to put down roots and go back to the U.S. That's why we bid on a post in, in Boston. Um, I was just, you know, I met my husband when I was just 22 years old and um, I still hadn't figured out my own career, and I, I had spent so much time following him uh, in, in foreign, the Foreign Service. I'm what you call a trailing spouse. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I asked if we could go back to the U.S. so I could work a little bit in my field, which is emergency nursing. And he was, absolutely, let's do it. And we went back, and I, I love Boston, but, like, it it only took a couple of months before I got that out of my system. And I said, all right, <laughs> let's go back overseas. <laughs>
0: What fascinates you so much about being overseas instead of in the U.S.? So, I mean, I mean, first of all, the United States is, is so
1: huge. It's hard to even compare um, different areas, but in general, mm-hmm. and I, I, I honestly couldn't even tell you how many different U.S. states I've lived in, but in general, I just found life in the U.S. to be a lot more hectic. It's, you know, expensive. It's really hard to be a single income family in the U.S., um, Very few people live near family. There's, you know, just this lack of community. Um, I mean, you can create it, certainly. But for us, it was just, it was really hard. And, you know, all the things that we love to do as a family, like, you know, travel and and explore and get out there, it just, it got really hard to do because we were both working full time. um, And when we weren't working, we were cleaning the house, we were, you know, taking care of just family logistics. And it was just hard. Um, and, and not to say that life overseas isn't hard. It certainly has plenty of challenges. Um, but we're able to create a lifestyle that is a little bit more with, uh, in line with our family values. Um, and it's just so great for the kids, man. Um, I think they're getting just so much out of it. So for now, the plan is to stay overseas as long as the foreign service will let us, um, you know, just keep doing it as long as it's working.
0: And you are kind of preaching to the choir because I'm a single parent, so I know what a single income family is like. Yeah. And yes, it is tough. Yeah. But I don't know, I don't know what living overseas is like yet, yet. So <laughs> I can't um, compare the two.
1: Well, again, you know, it's such a big world out there and there's so many different um, ways to, to be an expat. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, we've been very conscious about in the foreign service, you can bid on different opportunities and there's no guarantee that you'll get them, but you can, they, they publish a bid list um, and, you, you know, you review the options and you you bid on the locations that you're interested in uh, based on the jobs available. So it's essentially like going through a job interview every few years um, for the, the employees. Um, but we've been very conscious to bid on places that will be a good fit for our family. You know, as much as I would love to live in Paris or, or London, um, you know, the cost of living there isn't what it is here in Guatemala or, or where we were before in Bogota, Colombia. So, you know, and that was a choice to kind of trade some of the cosmopolitan side of things. Actually, Bogota was very cosmopolitan. Um, but, you know, being conscious about where we choose to live so that we can have that lifestyle that's important to us right
0: now. Have you ever been to Guatemala City before this time or is this like y'all's first time going there?
1: This was our first time, and I have to say that I I was not prepared. I thought I, I, I you know you just get so cocky <laughs> or at least I do <laughs> um, after nearly three years in in Colombia, I was like, all right, Latin America check <laughs> I mean, it was just, no <laughs> it's just, I mean it's just like you could never compare you know Canada and the US and Australia just because mm-hmm. they speak somewhat you know the, the same language. it's not the same, but I can't believe I made that mistake to go in thinking that you know. that it was going to be that similar, but it's been great. It really is just the, the, we love it here. It's, it's beautiful.
0: Yeah. Tell us more about it. Like what's the culture like and, um, what do y'all do when you're there? Like, are there a lot of things for your kids to do? Absolutely. Um, and you know, some
1: of that is just kind of like willpower. Uh, you can make it good for your kids um we've been here about a year now and it's a small country it's not it's not huge but there it's just such rich cultural history um that there's a ancient mayan civilizations there's the history of you know the spanish conquistadors um the tourism industry isn't super well-developed just yet, although there are some really good options. For example, um, the city of Antigua is very popular with expats, and it's lovely. And then there's Lake Atitlan, which is the deepest lake in Central America. It is just stunning. Um, I, I would say that Guatemala is just a paradise for people who like to be outside, hiking, exploring. There's so many volcanoes here. You just, you, you turn around and there's another volcano. Literally from our front door, we walk outside and look up and I can see three separate volcanoes, including one that's active and just gives off little puffs of smoke as we're walking to preschool in the morning. It's wow. really fun. <laughs> Even living overseas, it, there is a, a risk of things becoming routine just as, you know, just as they would in the mm-hmm. U.S. And, you know, I, I for example, we did a lot of travel around um, the holidays this year and, and the beginning of the new year. And then, you know, we were tired because we still have a baby and a, a four-year-old, um, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we turned around and we're like we haven't been anywhere in like three months. What are we doing? You know, um, we started to get that itch again. So it's it's just it's I think it's easier when you're overseas to kind of have that little push to get out there and try new things, because literally, uh, you just just going to the grocery store is a cultural experience here. So it. Kind of, you know, you don't have to necessarily get in the car and drive somewhere or get on a plane to have a really cool new experience. Um, at least for us living overseas, it, it can be about those smaller moments, just, you know, meeting some new friends at the park, um, trying a new, a new restaurant even. So it, it just, it makes those cultural experiences more accessible.
0: How have your kids adjusted to it? I I know I read on your blog that y'all kind of, that it was a really big adjustment for them. So how have they adjusted to it?
1: I think we're in a good place now. It was, it was certainly, you know, it was harder than I was expecting again, because we've moved so frequently and I I feel like I'm really solid with the logistics of moving at this point. Um, But this was just a long transition It kind of kicked our butts. And in hindsight, I think now I just know better to, you just got to go slower when there's kids involved and cut yourself some slack. And I mean, to be fair to us, it was a big transition just that, you know, we moved. And then in between moving and coming here, we spent a month with family. Um, we were in temporary quarters here for four months. So we were living out of suitcases for basically five months. Um, and then, of course, like at the, the time, my, my oldest was um, three and a half. And everybody knows how reasonable three and a half year olds are so (laughs) yeah she I mean she had gotten a new baby sister a new preschool a new nanny a new house and then another new house and just the list of new things went on and on and on and um we hit a point where she was really struggling just with tantrums and meltdowns and um like it was it was a good opportunity to reassess what were we doing and how could we help each other and we had to kind of pull back a little bit for a while and just really focus on creating Mm -hmm. solid family rhythms and routines. Um, and we got, I mean, you know, we, I spoke with some parenting experts. I reached out to other expat moms and got some great advice. Um, and just basically by being really consistent and just, and not really, and not punishing her for those emotions and feelings, just like, yeah, this, this is hard. It's hard for me too. Um, we kind of turned a corner and like, she loves it now. And I just love hearing her speak Spanish or to to her friends and um, really embracing her life here.
0: Their little bodies can't handle as much as we can and, and their minds all that different transitioning and um, going from place to place. So bless her heart, but I'm glad everything is worked out. Well, and you know, it's what, what, Go, what works
1: for one move won't necessarily work for another move or another kid. I mean, we moved from um, Columbia back to Boston when she was about 15 months, it was no big deal. She was just like, I got my mom, I got my dad, I got my kitty cat. I'm good. Um, they, you know, like when they're little like that, I, I don't think they notice as much um, just the magnitude of the transition. Whereas at this point she was old enough to get it, but not quite old enough to really, to, you know, to understand it. And, and, you know, that lack of control, I think, had you know, I wasn't prepared to for that side of it. Um, but you know, like, we'll just see where we are in a couple more years. And and I'm sure that'll, ha- we'll have lots of new lessons to learn then. Have
0: y'all made any decision about where you might go next?
1: Not yet. The um, we'll be bidding uh, next year. So we're super excited to see what options will be available. And you know, if nothing's ever guaranteed in this life. Um, they could certainly say, you know, thanks for your service. Time to come back to Washington, D.C. and that would, that, you know, that would, we would have to do that. Um, But we're really hoping that we'll get lucky one more time, at least one more time and and be able to stay abroad.
0: Y'all decided to homeschool. Um, Was that a reason because of where you're at or was it just a personal reason? And um, what advice would you give for moms who want to homeschool while they're expat or move over to a different country?
1: Um, yeah. So the homeschooling, it was not, the, not the original plan at all. Um, we, we did a little bit of homeschooling when we were living in Boston and that was just purely out of necessity. We had our, our daughter at that point was entering preschool age and she was in a center cause I was working full time. Um, and like long story short, the center was shut down. We found out that <sighs> it's just awful. They, we found out her teacher was drugging the kids with Benadryl to make them nap during the day. So that, that's oh my, I know. Um, <laughs> So we were looking for other places, but like it was gonna be something like twenty six hundred dollars a month, which was I, I just wasn't it was it it wasn't a, a possibility long term for us. So I looked into preschooling um like as a homeschool program, just you know, have something to do and and um you know help our learner colors and letters and all that. Um it was a lot of fun. We had a great time. Um, so that was sort of in the back of our my mind as we got here. But you know, like I had no plans to do this long term. So I, I put her in a local Guatemalan preschool and it's a great school. And I applied to local um pre-kindergarten programs for for this coming September. Um, you know, we like we were ready to go. But as we got closer and closer, um, just we were it was gonna be really expensive. And um, you know, they wanted her to get on the bus at like six twenty a.m. And you know, she's four. Um, mm-hmm. and I was just like as the year had gone by, I I was just missing what we had had back in Boston. You know, I, all of a sudden she learned how to use the swings and she was writing her name and like, I wasn't there for any of that. And you know, that's okay. Like you can't be there for every moment. Um, But I had really enjoyed being a part of those little moments and we don't know where we're going to live next. Um, We could be back in the States where we'll both need to work full time. So I just kind of figured while we're here and um, I have this opportunity uh, I think we're going to give it another go. So we're, we're just kind of taking it year by year. Um, I, I had, uh, I was hired for a nursing position here in Guatemala and any other trailing spouses who listen know that it is just like uh, winning the lottery to actually find a job in your field while you're overseas. So it was a hard choice to turn that down to decide to stay home with the kids. But you know, like, I, I feel like the, there will be time to work later. Work will wait. But my kids, being this age, won't. And for so far, they haven't driven me completely insane. I mean, the jury's still out on that. We who knows what'll happen next week. But uh, <laughs> for now, we're having we're having a lot of fun with it. It's hard, though. I'm not gonna lie, it's hard. Um, mm-hmm. But I love that we can just say, like, for example, next week we're we're uh, flying out back to the states for a week for a family um, a family event that just came up. Um, and it's great to be able to say, sure. Yeah. We're not going to miss any school day. I mean, it's pre-K, so it's not as big a deal anyways, but yeah, let's go, you know, let's book our tickets and, and head out. The, the lesson plans can wait.
0: Mm-hmm. Are you, are you doing any certain curriculum? Or are you just since she's in preschool? Cause I know over here, we don't have to register them as a homeschool. If they're in preschool, you can kind of just do what you want to do. So is that what you're doing or do you have a curriculum that you're going to use with her? So I,
1: um, I have way too many curriculums. Honestly, (laughs) I, I am definitely like a type a Uber planner. I I'm actually, I'm sitting here at my dining table, looking at my homeschool bookshelf, which is just stuffed to overflowing. And it is like, I am making every rookie mistake um, out there because it is, you're right. It is pre-K and you know, they would be just fine hanging out at the park and going to the store with their parents. Um, That those are learning opportunities just by themselves. Um, for now, while I'm still kind of uh, figuring this homeschool thing out, I find the the curriculums to be very helpful to kind of uh, give me a framework, um, and they're they're great for ideas. Like I, yesterday, we did a science experiment with um, food coloring and color mixing, and we're studying um, Jackson Pollock this week. So, um, you know, we're going to get out there and do some splatter painting in the backyard, and it's it's just it's it's fun for me, man. I like I, I get to do fun stuff. So, um, in some ways, I feel like I'm trying to educate my kids in a way that I would have loved to have been educated if that had been an option. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. You talk to me in a couple months and I may have thrown them back into school. <laughs> <'Cause> there are <laughs> there are really good school options here in Guatemala. Um, and so it's certainly not for lack of options here. Um, it, I, so, I suppose as I've just kind of grown in my own motherhood and our, our, our life overseas that I'm becoming slowly more open to just doing things differently and just kind of going with what feels right and what feels good for our family, you know, and st- still being responsible, but, you know, just kind of following that hunch um, when, when things are feeling good.
0: Right. Well, when the other one comes up, it might be different for sure. Absolutely. And when you start having, you had to do both of them homeschool. I tried homeschooling um, for kindergarten. Cause I was like, I'm just tired of the public schools around here. Uh, it, I live in a good area with good schools, but I was just like, I just want to homeschool her. Everybody at my church does it. Oh, I tried it, and I was like, no, (laughs) (laughs) this is not for me. (laughs) But I was, I was trying to work at the same time, full time, and homeschool her. So, and it was kindergarten, so you, you know, you want to do their basics and stuff at that time. And I was just like, I think I want her to go to school and learn her basics, and then (laughs) when she's a little bit older, like now. Would be perfect uh, when we eventually start traveling. I do want a homeschooler, but I think she would be. She's at the perfect age. She's eight now, so uh, the curriculums are a little bit different, and she'd be able to sit down on a computer and do what she needed to do. You know, it's not as much hands on, but whoo, I homeschooling is something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and one thing I'm,
1: I'm really trying to embrace is that you know, there's curriculum, and then there's just so that the learning can actually be really fun and that they're learning something when we're cooking together, they're learning something when we're reading stories together and they're learning a lot when we are traveling around and doing our day trips and that she's retaining a lot more by going and visiting, for example, like an ancient Mayan ruin than she is reading a storybook about, for for example, Guatemalan culture, although we do both. Um, So it's just kind of, and I'm still working on it, but I'm just kind of getting to that point where I, I can put my checklist down
0: and say, you know what? This counts too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That hands-on learning is a lot better than that in the classroom and reading. Well, and two, history is just kind of going out the door in schools. And so to get out there and actually see it and witness it and read the little plaques and all that, that's where your learning comes in at. It's fun. It is really fun. And mm-hmm. I, I see her re- retaining things that
1: are just kind of cool, especially at this stage. I'm like, right, that's. Kind of awesome that, you know, that made an impression on you. And you never know what's going to stick.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. A year down the road, she'll say, mommy, you remember when? And then you're like, how do you even remember that? Exactly. <laughs> I do that. My eight-year-old does that all the time. And I'm just like, you remember that? And she says, yeah. And I said, I don't even remember that. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's how I know I'm getting old is like, she she'll like, mommy, do you remember when you said this? And I'm like, "I ha- no, I don't.
0: But I believe you. <laughs> Yeah. If you remember it, then it must've happened. So yeah. I'll just take your word for it. Exactly. <laughs> but what would be one thing you would tell a mom if somebody called you up right now and said, Hey, so I'm moving to, I'm from the United States and I'm moving to Guatemala city and I want to homeschool my children. What would be your advice to her? Oh, um, and then that's just being
1: really patient, both with yourself and with your kids. Um, that it's a big transition and even really experienced expats that it can be tough and that's okay. Um, and I think it's also really important to give kids space to, to feel whatever they're going to feel about it and not brush off their concerns or their fears or even their anger. Um, you know, just giving them a safe place to come to with whatever it is that they're feeling. Um, I think that helps the transition, and you know, like even it's been a year since we've been here, and even today, my four year old will come up to be like, "Hey, mom, I really miss our house in Boston. Do you remember that time we got on two planes and we came here with with the cat?" I'm like, yeah, I, I remember that. Um, <laughs> it, like, so it it sticks with them, um, and particularly when you are overseas uh, and you are kind of working to build a new community, um, your family has to come together in ways that you don't necessarily need to back in the U.S. It's just a um, an opportunity to that, where you have to rely on each other uh, more than you've ever had to before. Um, and so that's, that's just, it's important to, to trust each other um, and, and to just take it slow. Not rushing into, you know, making the most of the experience from day one. Like, get, get your feet wet, find the, your pediatrician, figure out the grocery store you're going to use, you know, and then the day trips can, can
0: come later. And what about uh, moving or traveling to a new country? Um, so it's, you know, it's amazing how when we, when we travel for the
1: short term, I think our tolerance just for, for new things, is just, it's just different. You know, we can go on a two week vacation and from day one, we're ready to get out the door and see it all. But, you know, you can come back to your Airbnb or your hotel and you have a room service, you know, you, you have, um, different resources available and you know that you can always go home. So when you're Mm -hmm. moving overseas, it's just. You're, you know, you're a lot more on your own often, even us with associated with an embassy who takes great care of us. Um, At the same time, it's just really important to, um, it's just really important to, to kind of keep your expectations uh, in line with what you're going to be doing.
0: Like one thing that you have to do or have to take when you travel with your children. I always have a pad of
1: stickers in my purse. It is amazing how much longevity you can get out of a pad of stickers. Um, You know, the baby will love to put them on the tray table. And the older kid, you know, she likes to run around and give stickers to every single person in the airport. Um, Like, don't underestimate the power of a roll of scotch tape for the same reason. Um, (laughs) Those little things can really help. Uh, And snacks. Snacks. I always have just... You know, mountains of snacks with me, so it's just kind of like take care of the basics. Um, And the other thing, I mean, this might sound bad, is I just I keep my expectations low. Whenever we do family travel, Mm -hmm. Um, like for example, two weeks ago, I flew uh, by myself internationally with a 16 month old lap child and my preschooler, and it was like 16 hours door to door. It was a long day, Um, and it was hard. I'm not. it, It was hard. But it was worth it at the other end of it, you know, the having that experience of travel and we w- were going back to see family. So it was just absolutely worth every second of it. But you know, you go, I go into these travel days kind of the way I go into labor, knowing that it's gonna be hard, but that the outcome is gonna be worth it. Um, and you'd be surprised in general, people are helpful and kind, and you know, kids are a great icebreaker. Of course, there's always, you know, mm-hmm. the cranky person here and there. But in general, um, people are good. You just you kind of have to get out there and, and give, give them the chance.
0: It's fun because you said almost everybody says snacks and I totally agree. That's one thing you have to have. If anything for myself, because my sugar gets low and my daughter will go, mommy, you need to eat something. <laughs> um, so the snacks would be more for me. But the stickers and the um, scotch tape, that's funny because my daughter can do a lot with some scotch tape right? <laughs> to keep herself busy. I think that is that is
1: right up our alley. If we have a particularly big travel day, I'll let my daughter go to the, the dollar store and, you know, she can pick out, I don't know, five or six little things. And then I pack those in the backpack and I will bring out a new toy hmm, every hour and a half or so. Um, and that mm-hmm. gives her something to look forward to. So that's been helpful. Um and it, uh, the other thing I think is helpful at this age, at least, is rehearsing before you do it. So do a little play therapy. You know, let's play packing our backpack. Now we're getting on the airplane. Now we're uh, lifting off, and just kind of rehearsing those those kind of new experiences helps them know how to act at the moment and takes some of the the fear out of the the situation.
0: What's uh, one good memory that you have one memory that sticks to your mind of you traveling with your daughters? Um, so there's a, a place here in
1: Guatemala called Ishimche. It's a uh, ancient Mayan uh, ruins um, about two, two and a half, three hours outside of Guatemala city. And uh, you know, people who have visited multiple Mayan or Inca or Aztec sites, it, it's not the biggest, um, but it's also not that well visited. So when you go, you just kind of have the whole place to yourself and it's, um, surprisingly high up. It's like eight or 9,000 feet above sea level. So it's sort of in this alpine forest. It's just, it's totally crazy. And, um, we had this string of visitors who coming out to stay with us. So we were going multiple times just to show them this place near Guatemala city. And, um, I remember on the third time, we go up there, and at this point, like, the kids knew the site. They knew the museum. We had the same guide each time. You know, he's an old friend now. Um, they're running around and just have like, they're, they're running back and forth in an ancient Mayan ball court playing tag. Like, it was just crazy. And then while the rest of the family kind of wandered around, I just remember sitting underneath an avocado tree with the girls, having a snack, a little picnic, the sun through the, the leaves, lying there on our backs, watching the clouds. And it was just so cool that that was just, just another Saturday, you know, hanging out at Ancient Mayan Temple.
0: I totally thought you were fixing to tell me that an avocado fell on your head. Well, we were, there were avocados all over the ground, all around
1: us. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's, I just, I like when those new places become familiar and then
0: you can sort of access them in new ways. But it's just something that sticks with you all the time.
1: Yeah, it's, um it's not so much about the information. It's sort of about the the feeling you have doing it as Mm -hmm. a family and um, being there together.
0: Elizabeth, I want to thank you so much for being a, a guest on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you for sharing your story and advice and tips with us. And as our viewers can follow her travels on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and her blog. It's simple, tender, joyful. Until next time, may your family be blessed and your travels be awesome.